things didn't turn around soon, I was going to have to close the business. That is the conversations that we were having at home. Welcome to the Not So Kind Regards podcast, where we are done with the digital fluff and pleasantries and are here to talk straight about business building, digital marketing, and personal growth. I'm your host, Maddie Birdcage, and in celebration of Birdcage's eighth birthday happening on the 29th of October, I'm going to give you an unfiltered recount of the year that broke me, both financially and emotionally. We found ourselves in an $85,000 tax debt, which is strikingly different to where we are now, where we're doing 60K months in profit alone. If you're not a fan of hearing all the juicy details of the rise, the fall, and the rebirth of this business and myself along the way, then tune out now. Otherwise, let's do this, shall we? This episode is brought to you by Birdcage Marketing, a leading global strategic content marketing agency with heart. We work with big and small business to blend strategic content marketing with hands-on execution and consulting. Modernize your marketing approach, allowing you to have the right conversations with your customers at the right time. For the first time in months, we're taking new client applications. So to explore a potential partnership with us, book a call at birdcagemarketing.com.au. Now back to the episode. Before we get started, I want to share that when I originally wrote the framework for this episode a few days ago, there was a lot of blame being cast. Yes, I took a lot of responsibility, but I was still blaming external forces to myself as to why this all happened. And last night when I was in the shower, I was thinking that is not who I am today. The Maddie Birdcage today is someone who takes radical responsibility for everything in her life. And even if it is someone that's done something wrong by me, I have allowed that person to think that they can treat me that way. So that is me not putting strong enough boundaries in place. Everything that we experience in our lives, we have somehow attracted, whether that's through our energy, whether that's through not setting clear boundaries, whether that's not having the hard conversations. If you want to live a life that is truly aligned and truly abundant, you need to take full responsibility for everything that happens. And so instead of following that original framework for this episode, I'm going to completely riff it and just speak from my soul. First up, let's look at where things started turning bad. I had owned the business for six years by this point. We had hit a million dollars in revenue before. We were a team of eight, I believe at the time, and we had just moved into this warehouse space that I am in now. This was when it was still unrenovated. We grew very, very quickly in that time. It was COVID and us being in the e-commerce space specifically, it was firing. We couldn't get enough people to help the amount of demand that we had from our client. Now, me who was completely driven by ego at the time where I wanted more clients, more staff, more locations, more handbags, more all the things, I loved that. It was feeding my ego because I was sitting back saying, look how successful I am and therefore look how worthy and lovable I am. It all started unraveling when one of our biggest clients pulled their contract with us. The writing was on the wall for a really long time. I wasn't actually surprised. So we went from having record sales months to losing not just our second biggest client, but also our biggest client in the same week. The marketing manager was essentially throwing us under the bus. So already I'm hearing myself casting a lot of blame on other people for why things happened. And I obviously let happen. 
I let all of those things happen with my energy and with the fact that I really had quite a low self-worth at that point and was not standing up for myself. I remember never actually being upset and I thought that was a really good sign of how emotionally strong I was and how much I'd grown as a person, but I realize now that was just toxic positivity and I was just disassociating all over the place. Not only were we bleeding cash every single month, but I was not paying myself a wage. I had a staff base that very clearly did not like me because I was showing up every single day talking about money and billings because we had none and we were losing money, a $50,000 tax debt. And I was thinking to myself, that's fine. We will make it back. I can make good money. We will figure this out. It wasn't until I had to call the tax department back probably only a few weeks later and beg them to let me add more onto that loan that I really started to understand the gravity of what was happening. It wasn't getting better. We weren't turning things around. It was getting worse. We were losing more money every single month. So at this stage, our tax debt was up to $85,000 and this would have been sometime in August. By September, I remember celebrating my birthday with my team at the pub and the energy was so terrible. It was so clear no one wanted to be there. It was so clear that they had this absolute disdain for me. Looking back, I really feel that what they were picking up was not so much that I was creating an unenjoyable workplace. It was that I actually wasn't leading them properly. The business was going through a tough time and tough times need tough leaders. And unfortunately, I was not making the tough decisions. I was not having those hard conversations, which I really tried at all costs to avoid conflict and I didn't want to ruffle any feathers and I just wanted to make people happy, even people that I was paying when I was not earning any money. And on top of that, I think there were people in management roles that just didn't share the same vision as me. And I'm not saying that they had bad intentions. It was just a very different way of working. And I thought that that was actually a benefit. I thought that my way of working was wrong. I thought that my way of running a business was too chaotic and just not good enough. And so I was looking to all of these other people external to myself that I thought knew more than me. Well, it turns out that if I wanted to hire people that I thought knew more than me, I should have hired people who have done what I was trying to do, which was grow a multi-million dollar marketing agency. And I did not hire those people. I hired people that had management experience, but not in creative industry. My lowest point was probably somewhere around my birthday in September when we had a team photo shoot. And this should have been a crowning moment for me. I had 14 staff members in a newly renovated 250 square meter studio and office space, which I own my sparkling G-Wagon sitting out the front and supposedly everything at my fingertips. And yet that was probably one of the worst days of my life. And if you look at the photos from that day, you will not see any photos of me from that day because I look like a shell of a human. I literally look crusty and stressed out and just awful. You can see it written all over my face. And yet I let the circus go on for another few months. I kept everyone employed. I kept paying everyone's wages, even though redundancies really needed to happen. And I had mentioned to the team a few times that if things didn't turn around, there would be redundancies. The last time after saying it, I ended up with an anonymous mail in our suggestion box, which I later found out was from 
a few different people, but it basically said, we don't appreciate you talking about redundancies because it sounds like an empty threat. When I tell you I was mortified and I was still in, how can I make them happier mode? So that is when I implemented the EAP and bought the treadmill and I wanted to give them flexible working hours. What I wasn't doing was having the hard conversations with people, telling them that they're not performing, letting go of unbillable staff and reducing overheads. I should have done that months before I did. But then finally, one day, thanks to my sister who had been through a similar situation only a few months before, she was working from my office and I asked her to join one of the meetings I was having with my manager at the time to give her advice because she was sitting in a separate office watching what was going on all day. She was the one brave enough to have the hard conversation with me and tell me that I needed to tear this place down and rebuild it properly. The ops manager at the time agreed that that's what we needed to do, but I don't think she realized that in a situation like this, the unbillable roles need to go first. Before discovering the strategic content marketing framework we now use for ourselves and all our clients, our results were unpredictable, hard to replicate, and put simply, just not as good. If you're a startup or small business, feel lost with your digital marketing but aren't ready to work with an agency, Birdcage Marketing School will teach you the exact formula we used to take us from $85,000 in debt last year to $60,000 in profit a month. Self-paced, on-demand, and featuring an online community with live sessions and so much more, Birdcage Marketing School will pay for itself within weeks, if not days. Join us now to fall in love with strategic content marketing and start building the business of your dreams. Visit birdcagemarketingschool.com to find out more. Now back to the episode. My husband started seeing the writing on the wall and telling me if things didn't turn around soon, I was going to have to close the business. That is the conversations that we were having at home. Now, throughout this entire year, I was staying steady with my reprogramming work, my journaling, and I'd also started going to the sauna weekly. I was starting to do the things that I now do every single day, and I know made all the difference. I was also posting on TikTok a lot more frequently because I started seeing results coming through. Unfortunately, the leads we were getting still weren't the right leads We were signing some clients on, but they would ghost us. They wouldn't pay their bills. They would make my staff's life really difficult. It wasn't a pleasant environment at all. By the time we get to November, my husband basically said, the writing is on the wall, but wait until the new year to make any decisions because you can't fire people before Christmas. I think he was also trying to be kind and because he knew how difficult that was going to be for me. But then on the morning of the 15th of November, 2022, I had a coaching session and I was doing some personal coaching at the time. And in this session, we identified that many of the patterns that were happening in at work, in the office, in the business at the time, were patterns that had originated from childhood and that I'd been repeating my entire life. Things like people pleasing, like avoiding conflict. And so I drove to work that morning, called my first and still longest standing employee and let her know what was about to go down because she wasn't coming in for the day and I needed her to be filled in. She's someone who I 
have always trusted and who has always been loyal to me and she supported my decision. So I started with my operations manager. I sat her downstairs in the meeting room and I don't remember a whole lot, but I do remember saying, I just want this nightmare to be over. And even now when I think back to it, the words didn't sound like mine. And I now realize they sound like me now, but they didn't sound like the Maddie at the time. And so I would have definitely tapped into my future self, whether it was from that coaching session or whether it was all the work that I'd been doing on myself had finally come through. I was then able to advise her of her redundancy. I proceeded to do that with all but five staff members where I basically told them there was no longer a role available for them and they could leave now. And I called my remote staff member who was currently on maternity leave to let her know that she still had a job to come back to. That was the day that everything changed. Being the one who makes people lose their livelihoods is a pretty shitty place to be in. But if I'm completely honest and I look at it from a selfish point of view, people will probably fucking hate me for this, but it was the best thing I've done for myself and for my business. I had officially drawn a line in the sand on what I would tolerate and what I would not, and that I would no longer be putting up with low self-worth behavior from myself and that my needs mattered. Over the Christmas break, I spent so much time meditating, reprogramming, going for walks and just feeding my soul. I spent four days straight putting my vision board together using a very systematic approach, which has now have become the formula that I share for vision boarding that I share with all of my coaching clients and that I will be sharing in Birdcage Marketing School because it is so powerful. Everything that I wrote down on that vision board in January has pretty much happened and we're not even done with the year. I walked into work in January with a really clear vision and I just felt like I knew exactly what I had to do. And so we got to work and we did it. With a small but a mighty team, we managed to pump out a similar amount of work than when we had a team double the size, which what does that tell you about (laughs) what was happening in the business previously that I was just letting happen? The hard work, the dedication and the loyalty of that team is something that I will never, never forget. Some of those team members are no longer with us. They have moved on and I'm really pleased that they've followed what they want to do with their careers. We also have new people in the team, but I will forever henceforth think of that team from January and what we used to do and how we used to strategize and just the support and the belief they had in me. I will never forget that because They could have just as easily said, fuck this, I'm out, I'm not going down with this ship, but they didn't. That was a very pivotal six months inside this business. Now, the key changes that I made from January was that I went from making all of these fear-based decisions to having a three-month strategy with quarterly brocks, so like kind of like KPIs but more not so numbers-based, it's more just things that we had to do to improve the business. So everyone had those rocks and we decided on them in our quarterly planning sessions. We reshaped our packages to be in direct response to the challenges that clients were experiencing, not just offering the done-for-you digital marketing packages that we, we still do, but that a lot of agencies offer. We then started offering coaching and workshops. Of course, I started showing up daily or multiple times a day on TikTok and I didn't realize it, but now 
I see another creator who talks about this all the time, but I was stepping into my celebrity energy. It's like I literally woke up one day and just decided I am the best at what I do and I'm going to tell people. And I believe that. I do believe that. And I know it's something that a lot of us are afraid to step into it and admit because the imposter syndrome comes up. But what if I'm not the best? Well, that's fine. But I I believe that I'm the best in what I do and how I do it. One of the biggest things that that changed for me, and this was in all aspects of my life, but I stopped shying away from hard conversations. Instead of avoiding the conflict that I literally would make me sick to my stomach, if I had a difficult client, I would call them and we'd discuss it or I would end the relationship if we couldn't work it out. I would hit my staff up if I felt like there was something off there and I would really invite open and honest conversation and this is in all aspects of my life. It's almost it's almost addictive to the point where if I see a difficult conversation needs to be had, I almost enjoy it. <laughs> it's terrible. I almost look forward to it because I know that good things will be on the other side of that because it's outside my growth edge and that's where a different kind of life happens. I did away with the constant one-on-ones that were happening in the business I just, I asked the team if they still wanted them and they said no. And what I did instead was just make sure that they knew that they could speak to me at any time and that I would always do what I could. I also started focusing on profit. Revenue, so revenue is like the total amount that you are bringing in, but that's not all your money. You have to pay wages, overheads, tax, all of those things. So I used to just focus on revenue because that's clearly a vanity metric. I used to be like, we're a million dollar marketing agency. We did a million dollars, but how much did I actually get to keep of that? Well, in 2022, $85,000 is the answer to that. So instead, I now focus on profit. And in that vein, I actually noticed that overall, I stopped doing things for ego. Don't get me wrong. I am a material girl, but I'm not buying these things or doing these things to show people that I am a success because I already believe that in my soul. Even if everything disappeared tomorrow, I still would rock up and know that I am a success because if I've rebuilt something once, I can absolutely do it again. And if anything, it's going to be even better. And I used fear to guide me. So if I feared something, it meant I had to face it because that's where my limit was And if I wanted something different, I had to get on the other side of that limit. An example of that was the digital marketing certificate, which was, which is my flagship course for freelance and agency marketers that I was so scared to launch that, but I ended up selling out in every single round that I released. And now it's an evergreen course that does really, really well. And of course, DMC laid the groundwork for what Birdcage Marketing School is today, which is doing exceptionally well. Let's just say that. Not everything went to plan all of the time. We had ups and downs, had many bees here and there, still experienced moments of self-doubt. But when I used to, I used to always have this feeling and I used to say this to people, I'd say, I just feel like my business is built on sand. I feel like at any moment the sand would give way and everything would collapse. And guess what? It did the sand gave way. But I don't feel that anymore. I don't have the anxiety that I used to have. I'm not worried about losing everything because if I do, I know that I can just do it better the next time. I trust myself now. I trust myself to know that I can make happen whatever I want to make happen. 
It wasn't until August rolled around with the launch of Birdcage Marketing School that we hit over $60,000 in profit in just one month. When I was focusing on gross revenue in the past, that's what was growing, but the profit was not. And so when I switched my focus to focusing on profit, regardless of the gross revenue, who cares how much money the business actually bills, as long as the profit is what I want it to be. That's when I had the power to start making better choices, to start hiring the right people to make better investments and to really foster a workplace that's not so tied up on billable hours, which is something I always wanted. The biggest realization I've had in the past few weeks, if you are too stubborn with how your goal is going to be achieved, you will not get there because you cannot actually control how we reach a point. You just need to know what point you want to reach and have faith that the path will present itself. I never would have thought that TikTok would have reached out to me and paid me thousands of dollars to work with them. I never would have thought that I'm doing half of the stuff that I'm doing now. Here are the numbers to prove that that is the right approach. I did go and check my profit and loss statement and what I found, you won't believe it, from January to October this year, we had invoiced out almost $200,000 less than the same period in the year prior. And yet in the same year prior, we were $40,000 in the hole by then. And this year, let's just say things are looking very different. What's even better is that our income is diversified. We're not just relying solely on the agency clients to pay our bills. We still have a really strong agency client base and we never want to not have that because that's what makes us such great marketing mentors because we are running live campaigns and working with clients directly. But we did make the decision to take on less agency clients so that we could do better quality work. We also have Birdcage Marketing School, which is absolutely firing and is such a dynamic and beautiful space to be in. And I'm earning a good amount of income from brand deals and also from our studio bookings. Plus income on commissions, which I swear we've always had, but I I don't know. They just seem to be more of them now. (laughs) And best of all, we are only in first gear. This is only stage one. If you are in a similar situation, I want to finish off with all the things that helped me move the needle versus the things that kept me stuck so that you can learn from my mistakes and hopefully not go 12 months in absolute hell and lose $85,000. First, energy is everything. If you're in a bad place, do not Think that you will be in a better place by working 16-hour days because you have to get the work done. If anything, it feels counterintuitive, but if anything, tools down, go book a massage, go out in the sun, go on a freaking holiday. Anything you do when you're in a bad mood, you're better off just not doing it at all. Reserve the hustling and the long-ass work days for when you're feeling inspired and you're in flow and the time just melts away, not when you're like, if I don't do this, bad things will happen type mode. Stop making excuses. Stop telling yourself all the reasons why something won't work. When I talk to clients and they just push back on all my suggestions, I know that they're in scarcity mode and I know that they have a low self-worth and I know that they're not going to get anywhere unless they fix that. Stop listening to people who haven't done what you're trying to do. I wish someone told me that. Just because someone tells you how to do something It doesn't mean they've done it. Don't listen to what they're saying. Watch how they behave. Watch what they have done themselves. Stop people pleasing. 
Stop charging too little. Stop worrying about what other people think. Don't think you can manifest your way to things. I do believe in law of attraction and manifestation, but it's very different to that toxic positivity stuff. I believe that you manifest from your subconscious mind and if that is not in a good place, then nothing you do surface level is going to, thinking happy thoughts is not going to do anything. If anything, you should be okay with feeling negative emotions and letting it not derail your entire day. Do focus on profit. Do prioritize your energy. Do the inner child and shadow work. Journal every day. Spend time in sunlight. Eat vegetables. Drink water. Do exercise. Cut back on alcohol. Keep the promises that you make to yourself and don't keep trying to do the same thing and expect a different result. Don't let fear take over and stop you from trying something new, from investing, from posting videos. Do invest in your brain, read books, listen to podcasts, invest in the right courses, speak to the right people, prioritize your marketing. I know I didn't share a whole lot about my marketing approach this episode, but I will in a future episode. But just remember, you can't make sales unless people know you exist. And that's what marketing is. If your business is in crisis, the first thing you have to focus on is financials. So lowering your overheads. The second thing you need to focus on is marketing and sales. If you can't afford to work one-on-one with a marketing team like us, P.S. our coaching services start from $19.90 a month Australian. So they're very reasonably priced. But if you can't afford that, invest in a self-paced course that has group support like Birdcage Marketing School. This is why the school exists, because I understand what it feels like to be in financial distress, but you still need to take action to get out of financial distress. Also, a note on that, the price for the full library is going up at the end of October, so November 1st. If you do want to save $1,000 on standard pricing, sign up now, and that is another do. Don't procrastinate on things because you'll probably end up paying more or not getting as good a result. Just if you want to do something, do it now. Don't give up. You've worked too hard to only get this far. Your success story might only be 12 months away, just like mine was, and hopefully it's a lot shorter than that if you listen to the advice that I'm giving you. Take the right action. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Not So Kind Regards podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would really appreciate if you left a review on whatever streaming platform you are using. It helps us to grow as a brand new podcast and to help many more business owners and content creators reach their goals, just like we hope this brought you one step closer to yours. Remember, connect with us on TikTok at Maddie Birdcage and at Birdcage Marketing and the same handles on Instagram again. And if you really want to learn how to work with us, make sure you head to our website and book a call. We would love to speak with you.